Welcome, everybody, to Own Two Heroes, the fighting game podcast that is all fists, no facts. That's it. I'm, I'm locking in that motto. That's that's new. It, I, I like it enough that, that we're keeping it. That's the first one where I'm not trying it out. That's it. That That's the new motto. Uh, it's so good. Red Fo- yeah, I know. I like it. It's not even my motto. <laughs> Someone else came up with it. So shout outs to Red Fox. Thank you. But if, if you hear that deliciously handsome voice in the background, we have another guest. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Please welcome to the show. Dave. Dave, that's me. I, I'm Dave. I haven't introduced myself since like high school in like a, a public <laughs> thing. People usually at least say who I am, so I don't have to try and remember my name. But yeah, it's me, Dave. Good, no. good to see you again, Mikey. D- Dave, th- th- thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on my show. I, uh, you had me on your show a few times, so I appreciate mm-hmm. you coming all the way over here. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I super appreciate this because I know you're not a big fighting game fan. So when you approached me about doing an episode, I was like, ooh, th- this, this must be an exciting game. Mikey, the chance to talk to you is reason enough to play a fighting game, even if I don't really like them. It's all you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So before we get into the game, before we get into to what we're talking about, please let the fans know about your podcasts, plural, because you, you have a whole network. Uh, yeah, I do. I think two podcasts technically counts as a network. Mm-hmm. If you look up network in Webster's Dictionary, probably two is probably the minimum, I think. Uh, so yeah, I have two. Uh, the first one, probably most related to this podcast, is Tales from the Backlog, which is a backlog gaming review podcast. Mikey was on the show. We talked about Shovel Knight one time, and then we did an episode all about how Super Smash Brothers has introduced us to other games, other characters, other series. Uh, because Smash has so many characters now. Uh, so that uh, that's Tales from the Backlog. Um, like I said, Backlog Game Reviews. Every week's a different game, most of the time not new stuff. Sometimes new stuff, though. Uh, so that is that. And then the other show is a top three podcast, where we do top three lists. Sometimes we do drafts of weird topics. Uh, Mikey was also on that show. And I forget, Mikey, what 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 episode was that? Uh, top three action movies. Action movies. Yeah, that was awesome. That, we had a really good time on that yeah, one. That, that, yeah, that was really good. I, I try to go back and find the notes for it because I was in another server and someone was like, like in their ranking channel, someone was like, top three action movies, go. I'm like, oh, I did a podcast on this. And I yeah. can only remember two of my top three movies. So I had to, I had to go <laughs> back and re-listen to the episode. Yeah, I, I, I think I put John Wick on my list, but I don't remember my list either. <laughs> Yeah, so the reason I said it was a network, and I meant to ask you about this uh, when we did the Smash Bros. episode and I forgot, the Tube Network is, yeah. is the name of your Discord. Mm-hmm. I know each individual podcast. What is the Tube? How did, how did we get to the Tube Network? Uh, the, the Tube started as like a joke with me and Aaron and Bloodbath, uh, the hosts on Top 3 with me. Um, there's another host on top three. His name's Alan or something like that. We, we just, he just walks into the recording room sometimes. Um, and then a couple of our other friends uh, in my discord server, there's a channel called rat hour with rat boy. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of our friends, rat boy. And he had a podcast that was just him talking about like, if he saw a cool bird or something like that. And <laughs> he called it the rat hour. And so we jokingly like had this joke about like, an eldritch ever providing tube that we could just you know instead of instead of praising god for all of our our you know our our boons and good luck and good fortune in life we can just 
praise the tube. And that became the joke. And then when we started podcasts, we were like, well, yeah, obviously tube podcast network. And then, yeah, the name of the discord server has stayed with that. Uh, even though, uh, the rat hour is not happening anymore. We, we only have two shows going. I, I never knew the backstory. I'm so glad I asked. That's great. I don't think we've ever said it out loud before on a podcast. We're just always like, yeah, it's the tube server. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and market this and all the social medias as a breaking exclusive, the history of the tube, because it hasn't been anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Praise the tube. Uh, Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to Ratboy. His podcast was odd and wonderful, and I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's doesn't have enough time to record 15 minute podcasts anymore or something like that. Apparently, he doesn't see raccoons in his backyard anymore. I I don't remember if it was. The last Rap Boy, I think it was the second to last episode he did, where it was in response to the top three action movie podcast that we did. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, that episode <laughs> sucked. I need to make an angry rant about it. Okay, Mikey had, Mikey had some decent picks, but everybody else sucked, and I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to do those reaction episodes, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of making fun of our picks on top three, uh, which is funny. I, I enjoyed those all the time. Now, I, I listened to your... Um, to your anniversary episode, so I know all of this already. But maybe mm-hmm. some of the people who listen to my show are in the small corner of the Venn diagram of incestuous podcast circles, and they don't actually <laughs> listen to you. They're not one of our crew. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your gaming history. I know you talk a lot about the older games, like on the backlog on your podcast, but tell us a little bit how you got here, and then a little bit about your history, specifically with fighting games, if you will. Right, yeah, so... I actually think that fighting games and my gaming history converge pretty like pretty early on in the history. Like I, I my first console was a Game Gear, um, and I, I just I remember playing the Power Rangers movie game, which was a a two D fighting game on the Game Gear. On the other systems, it was like a side scrolling beat 'em up, but on the Game Gear, it was like a fighting game, a one v one fighting game. Um, so. That's the first game I ever remember really loving. So there's a fighting game right there. And then we got a an N64 like in the late 90s. And Super Smash Brothers was one of the games we played the most on that. So a very early history with fighting games. And then I've always loved Smash Brothers. I bought every Smash Brothers game. Since then, I bought a Wii U so that I could play the Wii U Smash Brothers. I had no real interest in playing any other Wii U games, but I bought one so I could play Smash Brothers. Um, and I mean, I, I've been playing games continuously since then. I, I do a whole podcast about playing games from my uh, backlog of stuff. So I'm, I'm still playing a bunch of games. But yeah, Super Smash Brothers has been a constant. The, the things that I don't like are I can't... Uh, I, I All right, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it nicely. I really don't like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken-style fighting games. I can't stand them. They are, to me, the ultimate in sweaty gamers who take shit way too seriously, (laughs) and I cannot have fun uh, playing those. And it it started when I was a kid, like, you know, the neighbors had Mortal Kombat, and I didn't own Mortal Kombat. So when I went over to their house, he'd be like, you want to play video games and be like, yeah, of course I want to play video games. He's like, well, let's play Mortal Kombat. I'm going to kick your ass for 45 straight minutes. And then you're going to go home and you can't practice because you don't own the game. (laughs) I'm going to play it. And next time I see you, I'm going to kick your ass even harder. And that just kind of like set off this 
intense dislike for that style of game. Uh, but Smash Brothers, on the other hand, which kind of ties into our game today, mm-hmm. Smash Brothers is set up in a way where I think they put fun first over being sweaty. They introduce all kinds of random elements that make it so even if you're not the best player, you can still fuck things up for everybody else and have a good time. And uh, I, I, I quite enjoy that. So Smash Brothers has been the, the fighting game series that I have loved my entire life. I love Smash Ultimate. Um, I don't play online because uh, why would I do that to myself? But I love <laughs> playing it with friends. Uh, you know, we had the, the, the BDE Smash Brothers tournament and that was a great time. And you made top eight. You, you got on the you got on the placement placard. Yeah, that's I, I got the uh, this guy's been playing Smash Brothers for 25 years. Muscle memory award in the, uh, the Smash <laughs> Brothers tournament. Yeah, you did better than more than half of the people who entered. You, you, yeah. I think you came in fifth or seventh out of something like 20 people. That's good. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I always describe myself as like I'm pretty good at smash brothers like if you play smash brothers all the time i'm not going to beat you but i am pretty good i know how to play and i think that's the best level of good to be at smash bros i think just (laughs) yeah it's like having that happy like i'm good at this game but without having to like go to tournaments and think you're good and then get crushed because you came in last place and be like oh i'm not actually that's like the perfect middle ground to be in (laughs) yeah yeah i'm at the level like when we did the tournament i didn't I don't have a main. I just played on random characters, which is probably not kosher in most tournaments. But like, I, I just like just like messing around with different characters in Smash. It's fun. So you said Smash Bros, and specifically the genre. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Plays into the game we decided to do today. You actually mm-hmm. approached me about this, and I know you're not a fighting game uh, player. So please tell the audience what game we're playing today and how to come up on your radar. Why'd you pick it? Yeah, so this is Roof Rage, uh, which is a kind of platform fighter. Uh, it's called a, they call it a martial arts platform fighter featuring epic rooftop battles um, on the Steam description. Uh, it was developed by Early Melon, uh, which is a solo developer indie game. And it first came up on my radar because one of my friends, when I was living in Korea, uh, we used to talk about you know, games all the time. And he was one of those guys that was like digging in the Switch eShop all the time and just finding all the stuff that like, all the stuff that the rest of us pass over on our way to pick up, you know, whatever specific game we're looking for. He's just buying stuff and trying stuff all the time. So shout out to (laughs) Kieran. And he told me about this because we were living in Korea and this game has a level in Korea, that is very obviously made by someone who's familiar with Korea. Oh, that's uh, cool. So, yeah, so like he put this on my radar, and I don't, I don't think the developer is Korean or he's French, French, but maybe was in Korea or something like that, um, or at least again, like I said, familiar. So he was like, "Hey, this is cool. Like, they, there's this game, and it has this like Korean level. It looks like a fun Smash Brothers type game." So he told me about it, and I did what any good friend did uh, does. I put it on my wish list, and for like three or four years, did not touch it. Did not, <laughs> not even consider buying it, but I put it on my wish list. So then um, when you you know first started Owen 2 Heroes and uh, told me about the concept, I was like, oh, that'd be fun. You know, 
doing podcasts with Mikey, playing playing a fighting game. That would be fun. And then um, I remembered this game because, again, been on my wish list since like 2020 or something like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that it was just a, hey, here's a chance to get this game off the wish list and try it, basically. Uh, I went back in our Discord messages to try and figure that out try and figure this out and i think you brought this topic up maybe like nine months ago or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe, maybe it's a little longer than that you pitched it and like this game's on the switch let's wait for because i never like asking someone to buy a game to come on the show and talk about it i always right. that's why we do old games so we can emulate it and y- you brought this game up to me i'm like yeah but it's 15 bucks I don't want you to have to spend 15 bucks. Let's wait for it to go on sale. Right. It never went on sale on Switch. I was like monitoring the Switch's like sale price history. It never mm-hmm. changed. And then one day <laughs> you DM'd me like, hey, it's $2.99 on Steam. I'm like, cool, done. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting it right now. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's one of those where like if your computer can run the Steam store program, you can probably <laughs> run the game. Uh, I was playing it earlier and like I have a nice PC and I was getting like 500 frames a second. Like it's one of those <laughs> type of games. Um, I'm currently looking at the Steam store. It's on sale again for $3. So if um, I don't know when this episode's going out, but like it does go on sale pretty often real cheap on Steam. Mm-hmm. So if if what we talk about from here on sounds interesting, uh, it's it's not going to break the bank. No. I um I took a I took a page out of your book actually I started recording things in advance so this probably isn't coming out for like three months. Oh yeah, um, good good strategy. Yeah, there there's a good chance that by the time this comes out it'll be on sale again. So just yeah, (laughs) keep an eye out for that. But yeah, it's not graphically demanding. It's a bunch of like little sprite figures. They're all very tiny. Just Mm -hmm. it's a cute little game. I I think I think cute's a good word for it. Even though it's kind of like it's weirdly bloody. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Very, very bloody. Yeah, every time you hit someone, blood goes spraying everywhere. <laughs> now, now, like you mentioned, this is a platform fighter, like Smash Bros. But something that was interesting was that instead of having a percent at the bottom of the screen, like other platform fighters, like the new Nick game or Smash Bros. or Rivals of Ether, it has a health bar, like more traditional fighting games. right. You can kill someone by either getting their health down to zero or knocking them off the stage. So it's like a cool marriage of like the two concepts. Right. And I think that like I think that the more damage you do, the farther you can hit them, like in Smash Brothers. Like mm-hmm. uh so it is like you you can kind of just whittle the health bar down if you you want to like nickel and dime them. Uh but yeah, if you get a a big attack, uh or if you're playing somebody and they don't you know, they can't recover, you hit them really far and they just can't get back to the stage, then that's a a good way to do it. Um, So I I thought that this was cool. Like one of the issues I have with like multiverses and Nick All-Star and stuff like that, and I haven't played Nick All-Star, but I've I've seen it. Um, So I guess I will direct most of this toward multiverses is they don't, they don't like, they seem like they're like, okay, we're going to take all of the bones of smash brothers and we're just going to do that maybe we'll we'll have some like new attacks and a couple of new systems or something but ultimately it's smash brothers reskin that doesn't feel as good to play but this game has a lot different from smash brothers starting with like multiple ways to kill somebody Mm -hmm. 
And then another thing that they take from traditional fighting games is, so with Smash Bros, you have a bunch of different attacks. Here you have directional attacks, and some characters even have, like, a quarter circle B. They have oh. A and B attacks. Like, if you pull up, like, the move list of characters, some of them have, like, like um, directional inputs that you have to do, like Ryu and Street Fighter, to pull mm-hmm. off a move like that. And I thought, that's interesting, because with the exception of Ryu and Smash Bros, I've never seen that in a platform fighter before. Yeah, yeah, I did not do that. I looked at the move lists, but it's it's just kind of like a wall of sprites and mm-hmm. you know button combinations so i didn't really look at them too closely this is one of the reasons i don't like traditional fighting games is because i don't want to memorize all that shit mm-hmm. one of the um reasons that i like smash brothers is if let's say they drop a new character like joker or something like that i know how to play as joker already to some degree because every character works basically the same way in mm-hmm. smash brothers you just have to like oh, that's what his over B or his up B does? Okay, I'll try and remember that situationally. But nothing about your inputs changes, really. So this game does have some degree of that too, where like I tried out a bunch of the different characters and they all, their attacks are all basically the same, uh, except for those combos, like you said. Mm -hmm. But the way that they execute are very different. But like... I don't have to remember that up and B does something different with each character. It's always an attack that shoots them up into the air. And then I have to adjust a little bit with each one. So I appreciated that. Yeah, I think it does a good job of simplifying both platform fighters and traditional fighting games and then mashing them together. Whereas, like, I think there have been other games that have tried to do that. Um, The one coming to mind, it's a game called Rushdown Revolt which mm-hmm. is actually made by people who used to work on a Smash Bros. mod, and then Nintendo got involved. They're like, we might as well just make our own game. Right. But they try, they try <laughs> to do like the health bar thing. And I think people were complaining that it was too complicated. And I think that this is just like a good, just like baby's first Smash Bros., baby first fighting game, but then mixed together, it's like a cool, unique experience as compared to just like, multiverses being a smash bros knockoff this is like i would say this is like its own game yeah yeah 100 percent. there's enough to distinguish this from smash brothers where i can easily say like yeah surely they took inspiration but this is its own thing for sure now i know we talked a little bit about this uh in, in your discord but have you played i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some, some games at you right now have you played okay. samurai gun never heard of it have you played Towerfall? Never heard of it. Have you played Duck Game? Duck Game? Yeah. Never heard of it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they are all similar vein games to this where Samurai Gun, similar to this, just like, it's like very heavy on the platforming and they're tiny little sprites and they have weapons and you need to get each other. But that's kind of its own thing because it's one hit kills there's no health bar so it's kind of like the opposite of that okay but, uh tower fall is real similar uh have you ever played celeste the platformer oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's by the same people who did celeste uh they oh, did sick. it yeah they did it before that i believe and it's real heavy on like the platforming like this but you have to like shoot each other with like bows and arrows it's like a fun 
almost like a fighting game, almost like a party game similar to this. It, it's just, in my mind, they're all just like cool indie platform fighters that are just like trying to trying to be its own thing. I dig it. Yeah. And you mentioned like games that are heavy on the platforming. I think this one is more, this one's heavier on platforming than Smash Brothers is. Yeah. Because you can wall jump uh, and the recovery moves are not as, like up B is not necessarily like a, special recovery move it's just a, a move that gives you vertical uh, a little bit and you might have a move that gives you a lot of horizontal movement too but they don't feel the same as recovery moves uh what you can do is you can wall jump up the side of anything that you can get over to so um yeah that kind of felt like a, another distinguishing feature where it was like this feels like you're playing a platformer that then is also, you know, a fighting game. Yeah, very much so. It's, yeah, I, I think that's beautifully put. Instead of, like, playing a platform fighter, you're playing a platformer that has fighting in it. Right. But um, I don't know about you, but at first I thought that was a really cool idea, and then it kind of, like, I got bored of it very quickly because I'm, like, trying to fight the computers, and I think all of the characters... Their recoveries are too good. It takes too long to kill someone. I don't know if you had that issue. I would say that I killed way more people, computers, not real people. Um, I killed way more of them by getting them to zero HP mm -hmm. than by knocking them off the stage, for sure. So in that way, yeah, the the recovery back to the stage is really, really strong. The fact you can wall jump means if you can get back to the stage at any point you can get back up to the top you have unlimited wall jumps uh, when you wall jump your other moves like recharge your double jump recharges uh when you when you wall jump one time so yeah really strong in that way for sure um i wasn't necessarily sick of this but i thought that kind of along those lines when i got knocked way off the stage i had a really hard time doing the precise move that i needed to do at the time maybe it's my smash brothers muscle memory that's just fucking with me where it's like okay i'm really far off the stage i need to press up and b where maybe my over and x attack mm -hmm. actually gives me way more horizontal distance but like aside from like meta knight or something not <laughs> a lot of smash characters work that way so that muscle memory is probably messing with me have, did you do did you do any of the dashing? Uh, you, know, you mean I, mean like the dodging? Yeah, because I thought that was like the biggest thing recovery for me. Like as soon as I got hit, I would try and like dodge towards the wall, and then that kind of put me close enough that I could like double jump and th and then do wall jump. But I thought dodging as a recovery was a really good like recovery option. Uh, no, I didn't think of that. Good, uh, good strategy. Huh. Yeah, I was yeah, uh, just kind of flailing out there. <laughs> so um, there's another platform fighter, Rivals of Ether, and they had, they try to split themselves off from Smash a little bit where, you know how in Smash you can grab the ledge? Yeah. So there's none of that in, in Rivals. Um, so for you to get back, you get one wall jump, and then you get like a recovery, but it's not an unlimited number of wall jumps. Um, you get one unless you get mm -hmm. hit, and then I think you get to like try it again. 
we, we can try this out when we play in a little bit. But I think there's a good chance that if you and I play, I can just like unlimited wall jump off the off the ledge and then you can just never hit me, which happened a lot with the computers I was fighting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. And but I, I appreciated it because um, maybe it's just because I didn't get enough practice, but there's a lot of moves that your characters have, or at least the ones I was playing, that give you, like a lot of your moves will give you big horizontal movement. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of your moves will just shoot you through the air. Uh, I'm, I'm playing as the, the, the samurai character and he's got like at least three moves that shoot him across like horizontally swinging the sword. So a lot of times where I would shoot myself off the edge and then have to wall jump my ass all the way back up, uh, which is, you know, appreciated because I, I was having trouble like doing the right thing once I'm off the edge and panicking. And I found myself like accidentally going overboard pretty often so I appreciated the wall jump in that case. Yeah, I, I definitely think the, the wall jump is, is a cool mechanic. And I haven't played against a person, so I don't know if it's the case, but I'm afraid it could be easily exploited just to make your game very boring. I, I, might, just, I might be a dick <laughs> one game and just see how boring I can make the match. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I'm looking at my notes and I got more stuff here, but I'm... I'll save that for after the break. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get into the match? Oh, yeah, just basic stuff about the game. Um, mm -hmm. I need people to understand how good this game looks, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, your your characters, kind of like a platformer, again, like a, a platforming game, your characters are really small on yeah. the screen. They they The camera's panned way out. It's like when Smash Brothers comparing it to smash so often <laughs> but it's the point of comparison where people will be like oh okay so like when two smash brothers characters are really close together the camera zooms in and like highlights the action when they're really far apart on the stage the camera zooms out so they both stay on the screen uh or if the stage is really big sometimes they'll just put the little bubble over there um this one is zoomed out all the time. Doesn't matter where your characters are. It doesn't really zoom in all that much or at all, if I remember right. But uh, what that does do is lets you appreciate those backgrounds for the levels because they're beautiful. Um, you're always fighting on rooftops or there's one level that's in a boxing ring. Um, actually, there's a couple that are just horizontal, like Final Destination style levels, but they look incredible. And... For me personally, uh, I, I lived over in South Korea for a long time. There's the one level that's in Korea, and I took one look at that screen, and I saw the signs and like the, the way the air conditioners look and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this person knows what's up." Like they, there's a sign for like all like like the four pillars of uh, a night out in Korea. Basically, there's like a, a Korean barbecue restaurant. There's a um, a karaoke bar. There's a sauna that you can go to at like two in the morning and sleep off all your alcohol. Uh, it's got all that stuff. And I looked at that and I was like, all right, they get it. They get, this is great. <laughs> they get it. So that was awesome to see. But like, they look great too. There's a bunch of levels like on top of like Buddhist temples and stuff like that. Like those look awesome. So um, like 
we sounds like we're like pretty positive overall on the gameplay. Yeah, like, I like it. It's, it's not fun. it's not a home run, but I like it. But I what I thought was a home run was the way they look and the music is awesome too. Like I love the music and when you get down to one on one, like you you start each level at least in the story mode with two or three lives, mm-hmm. you and the enemies. When you both get down to one life left, it goes like into showdown mode and the music kicks into high gear and it's like really cool, really cool aesthetically. Yeah, it's just like I think I don't know if it changes song or if the music just gets like faster paced and then like the background changes tint a little bit to make it more cinematic. Just like I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to put showdown mode in my notes. But yeah, that's very cool when you both get down to your like your last life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. I'm also glad you were here to explain how true to life the Korean stage was because me being someone who very rarely leaves the East Coast of the United States, I never would have mm-hmm. picked up on that. It's cool that even I didn't realize Korea had different uh, air conditioning, but it's cool that not only that they do, but this French developer was like, yeah, I'm going to make sure that even the ACs look right. So I make sure the Korean level is authentic. Yeah, like that stuff, that stuff stood out to me as like, this person, at least, even if they didn't spend a bunch of time there, they at least did their research mm-hmm. and, you know, copied the stuff that like those most common types of businesses that you see around. There's a, like I said, there's a beauty salon, there's a barbecue restaurant for pork belly, there's karaoke, and you see those signs everywhere. Every building's got that kind of stuff. So it was cool to see. And then I can't really speak to the other levels like in Japan or China or whatever, but... um they all look good, at least. Yeah. All right, very cool. Uh, I was going to say, I'm glad I picked the right guest for this. I didn't. You approached me about this, but I'm I'm glad it's a, it's a game you're so knowledgeable about. <laughs> no, uh, that one small portion of it, I, I do have some personal experience. Yeah. Honestly, more insight than I'm probably bringing to this episode. I don't know what to tell you. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but having said that, uh, everything I want to talk about is going to be a little bit after the match where we talk about like the gameplay and stuff. Sure. Um, but if I, I don't think you have anything else, I don't have anything else. So listeners, stick around, go support this ad break, and we'll be right back. You want to talk some shit? Call me. Start some shit, scrub. Sup, scrub? You want to talk shit about me, homie? What game you play? Hundreds of scrubs is waiting for your motherfucking call, and they all talking shit about you right now. You want to talk some shit? Call these motherfuckers ASAP. Yeah, I said some shit. What? Man, fuck you and your frame data. The hardest scrubs is standing by ready to pick up that phone. Cat scrubs. Anime scrubs. 
Street Fighter scrubs. Mortal Kombat scrubs. The hell you mean your game doesn't have a block button? Fuck you. 1929-925-4797. Just dial scrub or I'll fuck you up. Weird controller scrubs. Tekken scrubs. Random scrubs. Mystery scrubs. Stream monster scrubs. You got some motherfucking nerve banning me from your chat over some bullshit. You better calm that shit down and come around and show some respect before me and my stream monster homies come and beat your ass off top. Don't be a scrub. Buy a hitbox. Now. $249.99 per hitbox. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you go support those uh, ad sponsors. Maybe you checked out the video in the meantime, um, but if you didn't, I hate to say it, I lost my winning streak. I Dave doesn't know this because the episodes haven't come out yet, but I was on a three-game win streak for my podcast, Ooh. and he had to Ooh. ruin it. Yeah, that was um, that that didn't go well for you. No, it it was rough. I just I I felt confident playing this game, and the two games I kind of just like ran off the edge i was like all right i i guess that happened there were yeah uh at least so of, of the like four matches that we completed without network problems mm-hmm. um there at least like three of them you died one time by just falling off the edge like yeah like not not getting hit off the edge just like you know going straight down <laughs> i i was trying to I was practicing and I was using different. Uh, what what controller did you use to play? Were you, were you on mouse and keys? Did you plug something in? Oh, I had my Xbox controller. Yeah. So the first match, I was on a GameCube controller, and then after the technical difficulties and we restarted, my GameCube controller stopped working. So then oh. I had to move over to my fight stick, and oh, I was okay. I played with both of them in preparation for this. I'm like, okay, and but it was weird going from one controller to the other controller like i had my buttons right i'm just like oh no what do i do this feels different in my hand (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah i've done all i played a little bit on steam deck the first time i played i played on steam deck for a while um but then today when i was playing um i used my just regular xbox controller that's what i used this time uh worked worked just fine worked very well yeah it did it like I, I, I don't like to brag, but it went very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it was you. I think we were on a podcast one time, and I pulled up the DMs because I, 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 I think it was you. We were on a podcast one time, and I went in the DMs and I, and I pulled out some joke. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that again right now. I'm gonna go ahead and blah blah blah. 
Dave said, I have no expectation of actually beating you. And then he kicked my ass all four games. That's I did say that, and I did kick your ass all four games, and I am very surprised that it turned out that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, of like we we each played four different characters, or at least like you played at least three different characters. Mm-hmm. I played four different characters. Like three of the characters that I picked were really, really good. Like you could just tell from their <laughs> movesets, like they were just strong. They could basically fly across the stage in any direction. One of them had a fucking laser attack. It was really good. So I'll chalk it up to that. Like I, I avoided the sumo wrestler character because I tried him this afternoon when I was practicing. I was like, oh, that, uh, I don't like that. So I'm not going to pick the sumo wrestler guy. So I will chalk some of it up to that, but not all of it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't like the sumo wrestler guy either. You have to get real close for his attacks to work. And in a game yeah. where everybody has swords, like, Dave, I'm drawing a blank. This isn't a dagger. This is a, it, it, it's a spear. Everybody like has a, swords, spears, or guns. Going yeah. into a fight with your fists is not the move. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the the samurai guy, Jin, was a lot of fun when I was playing this afternoon. That's who I beat the story mode with, was Jin. And then uh, tonight, I played as Long, who's the guy who's got like a, a pole uh, weapon. Um, he was great. The, the woman with the, like, uh, like a, like a halberd type thing that also shoots lasers. I think her name was Guan Mm -hmm. was like really, really good. That was the one where I was like, holy shit, this is, this feels a little overpowered. (laughs) You played a Thyra who has a Thor hammer. She can like summon and beat you up with that. Yep. Yeah. She was really good too. And I, I guess I'm just not good enough at the game for it to be worth it. But supposedly, Lionel, the guy with the guns, he's supposed to be a really good character because he has guns. You would, you would think so. Yeah, everyone else is... I mean, there's the whole saying. You brought a gun to a knife fight, everyone else has got knives and stuff like that. He's got multiple guns. He did have that really cool attack where he throws a mine up in the air and then shoots it, which is mm-hmm. bad. That's like some, like some John Wick shit. I like that. <laughs> now, did you... Did you happen to, to notice, oh, you don't watch a lot of movies. You might not know this. Did you notice who that character was modeled after? Like what the inspiration was? Oh. No. Leon the Professional. I don't know if you've ever Man, seen I was that just movie. about to guess Leon the <laughs> Professional, but then I was like, I don't like that movie. I don't want to say it out loud. Oh, so okay. I didn't guess it. But I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like old guy, old guy who's good at killing people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but... I, uh. I read it online, supposedly, like, the hat, the suspenders, the gun, the glasses, it's very Leon. The per- also, his name's Lionel Leon, kind of oh, kind of a play on that. True, true, yeah. But, uh, I, which makes me think that other characters are also based on other characters or other things, and I just, I missed out on that, because I don't consume enough media, I guess. Well, there's Thor and Thyra. Thyra is the character that has the Thor hammer. Um, there's the character named Needle, who's like the old Kung Fu master type character. I'm sure that there's someone in a movie that that's based on. <laughs> um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if all of them have some kind of like action movie inspiration. Now, we were just talking, we, we were bantering during the fight, but one thing we talked about 
was how much we didn't enjoy fighting the computers, specifically yeah. when there was two of them against you. Mm-hmm. That sucked. I could never beat them. I could... Fighting against two computers, never a good time. Did So did you play the story mode on uh, the normal difficulty? I did it on easy because there's, there's one unlockable character and you have to beat story mode to unlock him. And I ran through easy and then I didn't unlock him. And in big letters, it says easy, no unlockable achievement. I was like, Fuck, I should have read that. <laughs> yeah. And then I tried it on normal and I could not beat normal. Well, at least they tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on normal, does that happen more than one time where you have to fight more than one computer? I, I don't know. It definitely happens once. I don't, it, it might happen twice per run. I, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. remember because I've started and then stopped and then restarted so many different runs trying it. Like I would play, I used to go to work late. So I would like, cool. I have half an hour to play before work. I'll play. And then like either pause it and finish it when I come back or just quit it and restart a new run. So I never made it very far. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it happens one time in the easy mode, like story mode, where you have to fight two CPUs at once. And like the the saving grace, the times that I was able to get through that was um, the CPUs are not great. Like they're not super, at least on easy mode, like they're, they seem kind of dumb sometimes other times they're relentless and they just swarm and come after you endlessly but other times they seem fairly passive like maybe again just easy mode i'm not sure so i did get through it the the couple times i beat the two-on-one fight i did get through it just because i felt like they're taking it easy on me now this goes back to a little bit what i was saying about earlier about how i thought sometimes the recovery was too easy because you had unlimited wall jumps and you can keep doing that and then air dash back to the stage. A lot of times when I was fighting the computers, they were kind of just like endlessly jumping and not hitting me and I couldn't hit them because they were endlessly jumping. And it made me realize that matches are going on really long because there's no timer for these games. A lot of times fighting games like Smash Bros, it's like an eight minute timer or something. Or I think in Street Fighter, it's like 99 seconds. Mm-hmm. no timer it it just goes on until you you lose three stocks so if just like someone just wanted to run around the whole time it takes it takes a very long time to do that yeah this uh this one we were playing did have a timer it was but it was like i remember it like counting down from 400 seconds oh so it, it has timer in the multiplayer mode that's very cool yeah it it's a very it's small yeah in the single player mode i don't think there was a timer but there was in the multiplayer when we were just playing um, but it, it's, again, it's really long, like 400 seconds is, uh, I'm not going to do the math, but it's, it's several minutes. Yeah. It's over, th- it's over three and a half. Yeah. So, but, uh, not you, you, you probably couldn't just like avoid forever if you're playing, you know, another person, but like, it is a pretty long timer and we never got anywhere close to no. needing the whole timer. Oh, I I feel very dumb for not picking up on that now. I saw that timer smack dab in the middle of the screen when we were playing. And at first I thought that was like our ping. But I thought, oh. <laughs> D- Dave's in Ohio. He's not that far from me. He, yeah. His ping shouldn't be 425. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the timer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
we did uh we did have some some real connection issues like what would you say we we attempted seven or eight fights and we actually got to finish four of them something like that yeah we okay we we finished four i think there were two that as soon as it started it's like it froze and we couldn't do anything and then the last game we did the seventh one ju just for fun I think you killed me once, or I killed you once, and then it froze there. It happened like yeah. mid-match that time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that that was not what I was hoping to see. But you know, the the times that it worked, it worked perfectly, and the times that it didn't work, it was very apparent that it wasn't going to work, and we could just you know quit and and restart. Yeah. You know, and like I I know nothing about game development. I know nothing how servers work. So. It's, yeah, me either. I assume it's difficult to make like an a functional online experience, but that just further backs up my my thought that I think this game works best as like an in-person party game. I think yeah. getting together with a bunch of friends and just like, hey, let's just have fun with this is the best way to experience this game. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I I'm not a I'm not someone who's going to play any fighting game online with strangers, so this is no exception there, but I, I agree. This would be fun if you had people over, you throw it up on the TV. The The characters are all goofy. They're all flying around all the time. Like, it would be fun to just, you know, beat the shit out of each other for a few minutes. Yeah. Now, we, we talked about this when we were actually playing, but to make sure I don't sound like a jackass on the microphone, I did the bare minimum amount of research needed, and I joined uh -huh. the Roof Rage Discord. And okay. I asked the active players in there, how does one get good in this game with only two weeks of practice, and they have a whole Google Doc of, like, important things you need to know. So, nice. I'm going to run down some of the stuff that this game has, and you tell me if in your two weeks of casual play, did you experience any of this? Okay. You can parry oncoming attacks. If you shield 10 frames, like, if you see an attack coming, if you shield 10 frames before it, boom, you can disarm them, and then you parry the attack. No, no idea. Uh, I, I knew that if you attacked at the same time, you'd get that cool thing where your your attacks would bounce off of each other. Mm -hmm. But I never got like a parry and counterattack. So no. Um, I will say, uh, bouncing off of each other, it's not on this, just something I noticed. So you know that move where like I threw a bomb up and then I shot it? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of characters, if they don't have a projectile, one of their moves is like grabbing a tile off the roof to fling it yeah if i fling that tile at you you can catch it and then fling it back at me we can just go back and forth with the one tile oh that's pretty sick i had no idea i didn't know how to pick up a tile and throw it much less catch it and throw it back but that's very cool that that's a part of the game um so we were talking about sometimes if you just hit like a wall and you just bounce and then you die mm -hmm. there is a there's a frame window where if you press the shield button right as you hit the wall, you kind of do it like a, you catch yourself and then you can like jump off the wall. So huh. I kept trying to do that. It's called teching and I, I could not get the timing down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I d obviously didn't figure that out for myself either. <laughs> <laughs> do you know both in this and it's, it's in a few other fighting games. Do you know what wave dashing is? Uh, only heard of it from Smash Brothers, but I I don't know how to do it. 
No. Okay, so you know when you press in the air, you press the shield button, you do like the air dash? Mm-hmm. If you jump and immediately air dash back into the ground, that momentum you have from the dash puts you in a slide. Okay. And it's just, it's just a way to move around. It's quicker than like running or walking, so it's just a quicker way to, to get around, shuffle around on the floor. Okay. I so just, you can do that in this game? Yeah, you can do that in, in this game. Nice. Um, I, I'm not necessarily going to go through all of these. I'm just saying, despite being a party game, there's like competitive depth to this if someone wanted to get into that. There's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff that, in the given the two weeks we had, we couldn't figure this stuff out. But if you want to like dedicate hours to it, yeah, there, there's stuff there in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. The last one I'll go over... Uh, it has uh, DI, Directional Influence, which is also from Smash Bros. Okay, argument's sake, if I hit you, I hit you with the sword, and uh-huh. you go flying straight back, and I, no- and I knock you off the side, you yeah. can hold a direction, and you... Okay, this is going to be tough to explain for, for the listeners at home. Argument's sake, I say... I, I punch Dave really hard, and I, uh-huh. and I... Just like one punch man, and he goes flying like 100 feet backwards. Mm-hmm. If I punch Dave really hard, he goes flying 100 feet, but he shifts his body to move his weight. So instead of doing 100 feet directly backwards, he goes 100 feet upwards. You don't go as far. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, just because of the way angles and trigonometry work. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I, listeners at home, I hope, I hope that, that, that makes that sense. pesky uh, Pythagoras coming back. Yes, exactly. Just like, that, that's directional influence. You can... If you hold the stick before you get hit, you can control to a slight degree what angle you get launched at. So you don't go as you'll go up instead of going as far. So it's right. easy to recover. Cool. Nice. Which is cool stuff. Yeah. I didn't know. I can't do this, but it's there. It's not yeah. just a party game. It's it's a serious game if you want it to be. Well, that's I mean, that is that's the mark of like the type of fighting game that I like where it's like. I can play this game for an hour to prepare for the podcast. Come on here, have a good time, uh, get some level of like basic uh, familiarity with the characters I pick, um, like win some matches, and then so there is like that level on that that enjoyment on that level is there, and then there's all this like advanced stuff where if you want to like be really good at the game, you can learn to do all these like advanced moves and you know, wave dashing and all of that stuff. That's cool. Like, I like when fighting games accommodate both types of player, you know? Like, people who just pick this game up can learn to play it and have a good time in, like, 10 minutes, you'll be ready. You, you'll be ready to fight someone and have fun. 10 minutes is a lot. Like, give someone, as long as they're familiar with how game controllers work, like, give someone, yeah. <laughs> like, five minutes, let them play around with the character, and then they'll be like, all right, let me hit somebody. And then ha- that having that level of depth where if someone's like, okay, I want to master this, then they can. That's cool. My problem with a lot of fighting games is that casual level is not there. You have to like practice and like really put time in to be able to do much of anything, um, especially against another person. Whereas like, I don't know, if someone watched the two of us fighting, they would be like, oh, these people have played this game before. They seem to know what they're doing to some degree, but I played this for an hour to get ready. Like, 
So, and that's not me bragging about like how little time I practice. It's just like a testament to the game and its accessibility for new mm -hmm. people. You can pick this up, play it for a little bit and feel good about controlling your character. Yeah, it comes very natural. So I think a big problem with a lot of platform fighters is they try to, a lot of their marketers like, hey, check us out. We're like Smash Bros, but different. Right. And everybody compares it to Smash Bros. But I don't, I don't think Roof Rage did that. It's a platform fighter, so there's clearly some inspiration to Smash Bros. There, but they're not trying to be a Smash clone. They're just like doing their own thing, and it just happens to have platforming. And yeah. like you said, I think having a low skill floor that you can just come in—it's real easy to play—but then like a high skill ceiling that if you want to master it, just like you got to put some work in. I think that's like the best compromise where like the casual play is there, but also like the more serious play if you want it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree, like playing this again after, after we did like the intro segment, um, playing it again and just, you know, it doesn't feel like Smash Brothers to play. It, it's obvious that they're not trying to make it feel like it. Uh, the, there's a lot different mechanically. There's a lot, there's a lot more depth, even on that accessible level. Like we were talking when we were playing, it was like, you have different moves when you're in the air versus when you're on the ground. If you press down and B when you're on the ground, uh, when you're playing as the guy with the gun, he'll plant a mine in the ground. And if you press down and B when you're in the air, he'll do like this like jumping shooting attack down. And that's really cool. And that's something you figure out at that low, you know, that low level, you'll figure that out and start to use those different moves. And that's a level of complexity that uh, Smash Brothers doesn't have with its yeah. moves. So... It's clear that they, you know, like we said, inspiration, of course, who the fuck is going to make a platform fighter and not take any inspiration from Smash Brothers? I don't really see that happening, even if, whether it's, you know, conscious or subconscious. But uh, this is clearly trying to be its own game, which is cool. Yeah, uh, another thing we talked about when we were playing off mic was that in addition to having a different attack in the air and on the ground, you also have diagonal attacks, which I can't say mm -hmm. is like commonplace in a lot of, in a lot of fighting games like this, where like my up B and my up left B are two different moves. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, playing as the Leon <coughs> playing as Lionel, I believe his up B in the air is actually like an arm grab. It's like an attack to get you. I can like grab you and bring you in close. But then my up left B, like my diagonal B, is the recovery for me to get closer to stage, which I mm -hmm. think is cool because it's such an easy way to add like diversity to the moveset and add like complexity to the game. Just like you have more stuff to do, but it doesn't feel overwhelming with the amount of stuff to do because it's just like you just move the stick a little bit. It's not, it's not that difficult to do. Right. That's a level of complexity that I think that, like, you know, if you're able to play this game and get to grips with, you know, controlling and running and jumping and doing different types of attacks, you can handle uh, the difference between a horizontal attack and a diagonal attack. And the diagonal attacks um, are really strong. A lot of them give you a lot of distance um, or they're just, you know, they let you control the, the air a lot more than, um, you know, uh, that's not really true. If you're good at Smash, you can control the air. But uh, 
it was easier for me to control the air, especially like I was playing with that, the, the woman with like the, the halberd type weapon and her down B is a laser attack that goes straight down into the ground. But the diagonal down is a diagonal laser attack. And I could just like set up on the other side, like say there's like two big buildings and you're jumping between the two buildings. I can set up on the other side, jump up, hit that diagonal down, hit the other building. Um, and you know, it just gives you a lot of, uh, a lot of ways that you can kind of control all the space. Yeah, it, it does a good job of, especially the character that you were playing, Guan, I, I, I think her name was. I think was, so, yeah. Has a good job of, like, because the halberd is so long, controlling space both, like, on the ground and in the air, where I think uh, Lionel, when I'm on the ground, a lot of my moves are, like, punches and kicks. I have to, even if it's just a little jump, I have to jump, and then a lot of my bolts come out just to avoid me shooting mm. absolutely everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, supposedly I didn't unlock the boss because I, I did it on easy mode, but apparently the boss is really good and the boss just like shoots lasers. So like even like not in like <laughs> in boss mode, you can like unlock him and play him and he's supposedly very good at doing that as well, but I wouldn't know. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe that I found, maybe now that I found that character, Guan, who I was like whooping ass with, uh, if I go try the story mode again, I might have a little bit better luck, but I'm not sure. It was it was real tough the one time I tried it on the normal difficulty. At least uh, when you're playing the story mode, um, at least on easy, I don't know, I don't remember on normal. I think this is also the case there. You get unlimited continues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is unlike, like, earlier this year I played Street Fighter Alpha 2 for the first time, and I just kept getting my ass whooped in the like story mode in that game. And when you lose, you just go back to the beginning and start again. And in this one, it's like, no, just keep trying that same level over and over. So like, if you persist, you'll probably get through it. I found the easiest way for me to do well in arcade mode was to kind of just like cheese the computers out. Yeah. Kind of just yeah. Like yeah. hit them a little <laughs> bit. And then if I like hit in a corner, they would try to jump and get me. And then they would just go like, fall off the edge i'm like okay cool just have to do that four more times now right there were a couple in the arcade mode that i could just stun lock up against a wall because they didn't know how to like air dodge if they were caught in something like that so that was a good strategy too Uh, i'm looking here and the only thing i have left in my notes is i know the two of us both really enjoyed the music uh was there any song or like stage level music that stood out to you as like a favorite uh, honestly, I don't think I played enough for anything mm. to like really hook me like that, but that's not to say that any of the music is not awesome. Like I love all the songs, but it's just, I, I don't think I played enough on each stage. Like if they do have different music for each stages, I probably played each stage one or two times. So just not enough for those to like hit home, but they do sound great. Yeah, I don't have a preference. I don't have, like, I kept thinking about it. Do I have one stage that I like the theme music for? But when I kept playing it, I would, like, every few minutes I'd go, like, ha, ah, this song rips. This is cool. Yeah, and, exactly. like, I made a note of it, but I didn't make a note of, like, what stages I said that to. But it, it happened, like, every time I played it. It's just so, it happens on a lot of stages. Overall, music's really good. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, really good. And again, when you get in that showdown mode and the music, like, kicks up a notch, yeah. it's, yeah, excellent. So I don't. I know 
you, one of the best prepared guests I ever had. You showed up with your own notes. Uh, I ran through all of the notes I have. I don't know if you have anything left. Uh, let's see here. No, just uh, the, I think we, we touched on it, but like this game does have the, the thing that I like about Smash Brothers, where once you know how to play Smash Brothers, you can play with anybody because mm -hmm. you, you know how every character works at a very basic level. And I think this game has that too. So I wasn't really, I didn't feel like in order to do well, I had to pick one character and get really good. I could pick a new character. They all control the same way. You just have to learn, okay, this guy's up B does this. And that other character's up B does something different. And I just have to remember. But again, like that up B is always going to be a move that shoots them up in the air doing something like that to hit someone above you. And so like it does have that approachability where like it makes it more fun to play as new characters because you already kind of know how they work. And for a game like this, which again, both of us think would be fun to play as a party game, you got to be able to just jump into it and have fun trying out new characters. Like you can't have a game if you're going to try and play it as a party game. You can't have a game where everyone has to practice for an hour before they can have fun yeah. with it, you know? And this is not like that at all. So big props to uh, the developer. Again, uh, Solo developed game. Yep. Uh, um, I think they had consultation on on something else, maybe like the music or something yeah, like so that. Th they did everything on their own except the music. They saved up money and reached out. There was a specific... Um, I, I wish I had the name of who did the music, but uh, the developer was a fan of their music from other games and mm -hmm. like saved up and reached out and was like, hey, you want to do the music for, for this game? They're like, yeah, sure. And that is the one thing that um, that was done by someone else for, for Roof Rage. But yeah. the one person behind the team, sorry, the one person behind the game did all of the character sprites, did the programming, did the animation, blah, 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 the coding. I don't know what goes into a video game. They did it all except the music. You know what goes into making a video game? Fucking hours and hours and hours of work and then a yes. little bit of magic on top to make it all work. Um, I always give tons of praise to, like, uh, we should give praise to any video game that gets completed and released and is playable and doesn't have a bunch of bugs. Yes. Everyone should get praised for that because it's like, it's just ridiculous how much effort goes into these. But I always make sure to point out on my show, the solo developed or like, you know, the, the team of two developed mm -hmm. games that come out and they're at, at such a high quality. And this is no different. Like, this is a really fun game. They, the animations are fun. All the characters are good. They have such diverse move sets. The art is fantastic. Like, this person's wearing so many hats. and. <laughs> you know, doing such a great job. So just major props. Yeah. So listeners at home, don't be fooled. Early Melon is not a team. It's not like a group. It's it's just the pseudonym for, for the one person who made it. So shout out to Early Melon. Very yeah, cool. exactly. Like I can't, I, I, I know, I feel like you do a lot of stuff. I feel like you have a, you just hit episode 100 <laughs> of your, of your podcast. I, one time we were recording and just in the background, you picked up guitar and you started playing. You do a lot of stuff. I, I can't Did imagine I do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine like making the time and effort to like make a game and then one jackass and one podcaster who knows what he's doing get together to then talk about the passion project that you made. That's cool. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. like I 
like, granted, I'm just doing a podcast, so no one's going to do, like, a podcast in response to this. But I, just, <laughs> I can't even fathom, like, wanting to make something and then do it well enough that people are like, yeah, I want to talk about this. So very yeah. cool. Thanks, Early Melon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, again, major props. This, this game was a ton of fun. And uh, it, if it wasn't obvious, I was the jackass. You're the one podcaster who knows what he's doing. I would never be that rude to a guest. <laughs> uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, having said that, you have nothing on your notes. I have nothing left on my notes. So please tell my listeners where they can find your podcast. Yeah. So wherever you're listening to this, unless it's like some secret uh, Owen Two Heroes website or something like that, you can find Tales from the Backlog and you can find a top three podcast. Uh, just by searching. Um, otherwise, you can Google both shows. They come up, um, I think they come up on Google first if you Google them. Uh, so good, good job by me. Uh, if you Google Tales from the Backlog, you'll find some Scott the Waz stuff because he had a little uh, mini series on his show, uh, on his YouTube channel called Tales from the Backlog, uh, which I unknowingly just, you know, tucked that name back in the old memory banks for years before I started the podcast. Um, so yeah, ignore Scott, the Waz. don't ignore Scott, the Waz. He's great. But if you're looking for the podcast, ignore him. Um, a top three podcast is just, you know, a top and then the number three podcast. And, uh, it has a, a big loud logo. You won't miss it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, come to tales from the backlog. If you want backlog game reviews, maybe start with that episode. Mikey and I did about shovel Knight. That was a ton of fun. I made sure to put a bunch of that awesome Shovel Knight music in that episode too. Um, and if you love Super Smash Brothers, I do have that discussion episode where me and Mikey and Colby and uh, Colby from uh, from Switch It Up and my friend Jim uh, all went around just talked about how Smash Brothers has introduced us to so many cool characters that we may not have you know went on to play their games if those characters weren't in Super Smash Brothers. So if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you like fighting games. That might be a good place to uh, go check out Tales from the Backlog. And then on a top three podcast, again, Mikey was on the show. We did top three action movies, which if you like fighting games, and you don't like action movies. I don't know what to tell you. It, it should be good overlap there. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming the Venn diagram of those two communities must be like almost just a complete circle. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you stroked my ego there, but I'm not nearly that self-centered. So I'm going to I'm going to throw out some recommendations that d maybe you're sick of listening to me at this point. You've listened to, I don't know how many episodes of Owen to hear. It's like, fuck Mikey. I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. But, um, <laughs> so in addition to doing like full on uh, video game episodes where you cover the beginning, you have, uh, did we talk about this? You have, you have a spoiler wall. So even if you've never played the game, you can right. listen to like the first 45 minutes of it and yeah, have like a great podcast. Hour. Yeah. yeah. And then very clear, just like, hey, you might want to leave now. And then and then you can just like dip at that point. Mm -hmm. But you also do like just discussion based episodes similar to the Smash Bros. one. I really enjoyed the do video games need to be fun discussion. I thought that yeah. was a great concept. It was just like very like well spoken people like talking about it. Do video yeah. games need to be fun? Who knows? the people on Tales of the Backlog. Yeah, that was great. That was with uh, Ryan from Lightning Strikes Thrice podcast and Brad from So Video Games and the website GameCritics.com. Uh, two people that I specifically sought out for that episode because I knew that they would have, you know, well thought out and nuanced opinions about that. 
Um, in that episode, I'm glad you shouted that out because that's one where, you know, you ask the question, do video games need to be fun? And we've, on this episode, said many times, Roof Rage is really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so you hear that question, you're like, well, yeah, of course, they need to be fun. They're video games. But I think that there is a lot of nuance to that conversation. I was really happy with it. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you shouted that one out in particular. Yeah, I like that one. Also, I recently listened to your second anniversary episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and in it, uh, I've heard you say it a few times before, but when people ask you for episode recommendations, you normally just go pick a game that, you, that you're interested in and just listen to that episode. So I'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and he has over 100 episodes out. Find a game you're interested in and just pick an episode. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, as for a top three, that is it's it's a wild podcast. It's very different. It's very very fun. different show. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it's four friends goofing around making lists. Um, I think the most fun I've had with an episode recently was the top. You did a draft of stuff you would want if you got stuck on a desert island. Yeah, we did. And then yeah. there's there's a whole debate going on about would a time machine be feasible? Like, would you even want to pick the time machine? Mm-hmm. And that's a fun one. So, so that, that, that's my pick for, for top three if you want to go to. Yeah, that one was fun. We do those draft episodes where we get people in the community to submit stuff. So it's not always like we're not always drafting from a list of things that are like good or useful. We're just drafting from stuff that the community submitted. Another really fun one for drafts was we drafted from things that start with the letter T, which was just like the dumbest idea for an episode, but it ended up being very funny. Uh, just the stuff that we had to pick from was just such a random and weird group of things. Yeah, but um, th they're not always like that. There's how often do you do drafts? Once a month? Once every two months? Give or take? Uh, yeah, we 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 tend to alternate at this point between top threes and drafts. Okay, and if I remember correctly, did you do a top three Beatles episode with Rick? We did, but I took that episode down because it had a ton of Beatles music in there, and I got scared that I was going to get in trouble, so I pulled it down. Okay, but... I was about to recommend that one because that's really, I just really liked the Beatles, so that was, that was a fun yeah, one to yeah. listen to. It, it was great. <laughs> Credit to Rick, that was a really great episode, but something was going around where like podcasters were sharing on Twitter, and they were like, this is the legal, you know cease and desist I got for using licensed music in my podcast. And I was like, fuck, I did a whole episode full of Beatles <laughs> songs. I got to take that down. Uh, so if you're a big Beatles fan and you don't mind if Dave breaks the rules a little bit, shoot him a DM. I'm sure he'll just like leak the episode uh, I'll to you. I'll send you the file. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'll send you the MP3. It's just you can't find it on your apps anymore. Unless you work for the <laughs> Beatles estate, at which case, go fuck yourself. You're not getting anything from us. But fans or, of the podcast. Alternatively. Will Alternatively, if you work for the Beatles estate, please give me some money. Yeah, that, that, that works. Yeah. But um, <laughs> cool. Um, I always say this, but I don't really need to plug myself. You're already listening to this. You know where to find me. Um, I recently changed over all of the podcast social media to be Zero Two Heroes Pod on all social nice. media. You, you can go ahead and find me there or just or don't. You're already listening to this. Just if it's Spotify, Google Podcast, just click it again one month from today and then you'll be good yeah hell yeah yeah having said that dave i know you don't like fighting games thanks so much for coming on my fighting game show i had a lot of fun with the roof rage i had a lot of fun talking to you yeah of course like i said um i any chance i get to come talk to you is always a good uh good excuse and it turned out the game was really good so that's just uh just the cherry on top so thank you for uh the invite 
And thank you for being patient because I'm just constantly busy or like busy within my self-imposed limits for how often I can do podcasts. So I appreciate you being patient and, you know, yeah, of course, thanks for, thanks for chatting. No problem. And the very last shout out, I'd want to give a big thank you to HTML, the band for doing our, our theme song. It's a, they're a cool band from Queens. They came out with an EP a couple months ago. They sing about the Nintendo 64. It's really good. Go check it out. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got for this episode. Uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. See ya.